Welcome to So You Want to Build a Brewery, a podcast about everything except the brewing from This Week in Craft Beer. I'm delighted to welcome the Cotton Textile Company to the podcast. Based in Brentwood, Essex, the Cotton Textile Company is a trusted partner to many famous names from the world of fashion, sport and hospitality supplying high quality and ethically produced towels, branded clothing and accessories. Whether you are an established brand or just starting out, they can support your needs and advise on the best solution to bring your brand to life through textiles. So, Sam, would you please introduce yourself and describe your role in the business? Good morning, Rob. Yes, my name's Sam Webb. Um, I am the co-owner and also the head of production at the Cotton Textile Company. Thank you very much. So, Sam, as you know, This Week in Craft Beer is focused on uh, on the craft beer sector. So we're really keen to understand how your business can add value to brewery clients specifically, but people in the hospitality sector generally. So perhaps you could give us a brief background to your relationship with businesses in that sector. Yes, an effective way to amplify your brand is to look at what other products you can bring on board to increase your revenue and at the same time complement and support your the core product and uh, our range of products essentially does that and is very often a low entry point as well in terms of of cost Mm -hmm. and so things like socks and beanies and scarves in terms of the clothing side of things are surprisingly low cost and customers are I think loyal to to brands because because they love the core product so if there's a, a craft beer that somebody really really enjoys they are quite evangelical about it they certainly are and, and so if you are passionate about a brand you want to support it and if they are looking at other products to get their brand out there then people will trust that that product is going to be as good as the drink they drink and will want to be involved in it Definitely. And that sort of works both ways as well, in a sense that you you have that trust in your brand to start with. So you need to make sure that any merchandise or or other products are of high quality. You you can't afford to push a a cheaply made t-shirt or a poorly made pair of socks out into something with your brand identity on it because you're playing with fire then, aren't you? No, absolutely you are. And I think, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. And at the the Cotton Textile Company, we prefer to have a, a product which is quality rather than quantity and and we're kind of proud of that as well we don't want to sell rubbish to people because it will in the end affect their brand if somebody buys a pair of socks with that branding on them and then they last two washes that's not going to work for anybody everyone loses out and, and it's just not worth it in the long run and so we very much focus on quality and because we focus on quality it is slightly more expensive but it does also mean that you can get lower moqs sometimes on certain products and then on the other side of, of this discussion it's not just about merchandise and product just for, for the customer it's also how you can use clothing and accessories for your staff so if you've got a big establishment that's got lots of staff so if it's a big brewery for instance or if you are a smaller brewery and you are organizing an event it's great for your staff to wear branded uniform because that obviously helps with people understand who's a who's a member of staff and who's a member of public but also from the staff's perspective they get a feeling of being part of the team because they're all wearing the same uniform and if you can get them involved in that uniform development as well so that they are feeding into the process and then wearing garments that they've had 
a hand in designing, then that really helps bring everyone together and make them feel like they're genuinely part of that brand. Definitely. Thinking as well with the fact that most tap rooms and bars are table service these days in the current climate, the need to actually identify your staff is significantly more pressing now than it was before because previously you know you knew who the staff were because they were behind the bar now they're out amongst the 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 customers much more so let's talk about when a brewery should be looking to engage with when when would you typically expect to have that conversation and how would that conversation run with a, a new potential client most of our inquiries come from our website or or word of mouth which is obviously great But it's really important that we fully understand the drive behind the inquiry, that initial inquiry. And so we take time to build a really strong picture of the brand, their story, any important heritage notes that need to kind of flow through into the the product development, their vision, what's important to the brand, what the non-negotiables are, and ultimately who the end user is. You know, is it your customer, you know, or is it staff, or is it both? And a real deep dive into into that sort of development will often uncover things that um, need to be considered that previously haven't been considered and so and this is especially uh, the case if we're working with a company who might be branching out into that kind of merchandise for the first time and so it's really essential that we get as much information as we can up front which we then share with our designer Cheryl who takes all of that information and essentially creates a collection of clothing or accessories or both that we put onto design boards and then send through to the customer. And then then an iterative process starts and it could be, yes, you've got it right, or no, we need to tweak this, or we need to tweak that, or we want to add this. But the important thing is, is that we start off small. Right. And especially, as I said earlier, if it's, if it's someone coming in for the first time, they are going to be dipping their toes into the water, which they might not be experienced in. Their love is craft beer or whatever, <laughs> and not necessarily making socks. And so, you know, we start off gently, if you like, and small, and, and hopefully the collection will grow, grow that way. But also, if you're starting off with something like a pair of socks and a beanie and a scarf, it is low investment initially. But they are, they're products that don't take up much space either in, the, in uh, your point of sale yeah, or, point. you know, and if they're online, they are relatively inexpensive to ship as well, so mm. they're not too heavy. But they're great things as well, you know, for Father's Day, a child, for instance, that wants to find something for their dad and they, their dad loves that beer, then a pair of socks is a relatively inexpensive product for, you know, so it's, it makes it really accessible as well. Yeah. And that initial engagement, what, what would be the sort of the minimum order quantity that you would be looking to start with? Okay, so for socks, um, so the majority of our socks are cotton rich. Some people like to go down the bamboo route because that's a more sustainable product, yeah. um, but that's both are possible. And for cotton socks, the minimum order is 750 pairs. Mm-hmm. But at an entry level price, you're looking around about sort of two, two pounds, two pound fifty. It really does depend on the packaging and the design. Right. And for t-shirts and beanies? Beanies and scarves, the MOQ is much, much lower. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do 50 pieces of each, maybe okay, even less right. if, mm-hmm. you know, if it really is a, a dipping a toe in the water kind of scenario. And T-shirts as well, it really does depend on, on what you want. So if, if, if it's a small amount of T-shirts, then we've got an option to do what many people like to do to start off, which is to take a stock product and put a print on it or an embroidery right. and just see how that goes. 
if it's a uniform, if it's a more established brand and they're looking for more items, then a, um, a bespoke item would be an MOQ of about 250 pieces. Right. Slightly yeah, different, yeah. but you know, it depends on where you are in your journey. Sure. No, that, that, that makes perfect sense. How would you work with a client to measure the ROI on investing in a promotional item? I think that the products like the socks and the beanies and the scarves, because they are relatively inexpensive, the ROI on those should be pretty good. Mm. We offer a recommended retail price, okay. but ultimately it all depends on what kind of margin they want. Mm. But with those products, I would expect them to, to get a really decent margin from them. And then the idea would be that the collection grows. We've been working with Rebellion mm-hmm. Brewery. In one year, ordered, I think it was a, something like three and a half thousand pairs of socks across, I think it was two different designs. Right. And they've done really well for them. Um, well, they, I guess they must have done because they, they, made, they made two or three repeat orders in one year. And those socks sit alongside other products that they have on their website as well. The more traditional merchandise, like, you know, the, the glasses or a bottle opener, T-shirts, yeah. that kind of thing. And I think also one of the other products that I haven't mentioned that we probably should mention is the bar towel. That is, I guess it's considered to be a promotional item. And some people do sell the bar towels, actually. They sit there, they work really hard for um, a brewery or a bar because they're there all the time, except for when they're being washed. Uh, but they're there on the bar top all the time doing their job of you yep. know soaking up spillages and what have you but the logo is always there the branding's always there and it's very difficult to put an roi on something like that because it's almost subliminal in a way yeah but i i think the the bar towel we've, we've seen a, an increase in bar towel orders over the last two years i would say as people kind of left bar towels in favor of the the runners hmm. and now they're coming back to that more traditional I totally agree. I think um, obviously with 2020 is a bit of a write-off year for, for going to the bar to get your beer. And so therefore sort of the bar towel is, is not as critical right now as it, as it was last year and hopefully will be next year. But I completely agree. I think bar towels are a nice piece of the, the going to the bar experience, aren't they? And I, I personally yeah. hate those, those rubber runners that always get terribly sticky don't they very quickly yeah, so you know if you have the misfortune to actually have to touch it it's just a, yes it's not a pleasant experience so, no, you know, long, long live the bar towel as far as i'm concerned you know i'm looking forward to to the day when we can actually go back to the bar to collect our own drinks but that day yeah, will come back i'm sure and, uh, and so will the bar towel when it does <laughs> yes absolutely there's a pub um in polpero in cornwall mm-hmm. called the blue peter they sell their bar towels and it's such a famous pub, you know, people right. want a bit of it, if you like. I think that there's a huge appetite out there for people to own a piece of the brewery or the beer or the experience. People just want to be associated and be seen to be associated with these leading brands. So I think, mm. you know, you're, you're missing a trick if you don't give your customers the opportunity to buy more than just your beer. People love to shout to the world about brands that they're passionate about. So clothing brands or their favourite sporting team. You know, you've got logos that are plastered over so many things. And clothing and accessories is, is the perfect way to, to, to get your branding seen, especially on outerwear, hats and, and scarves and things like that, because everyone can see it. Yeah. And there's no reason why breweries can't benefit from that same kind of advertising and marketing as well. They, they absolutely can. No, I completely agree. 
you go to a tap room and the vast majority of the clientele will be wearing brewery t-shirt if you're not out there giving your customers that opportunity then uh, then you're missing no, it's interesting trick. i mean it's, yeah. it's the, the craft beer world there's a real passion for it and let's talk about textiles okay um, so how would you advise a brewery coming to you saying you know we're thinking about socks or t-shirts how would that conversation run so we would initially sit down either you know try and meet up it's the best way to do it i would go along and have armed with a long list of questions touched on it at the beginning about what it is who are your audience who 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 are these for what is your branding and one of the important things that we do need to make sure is that your the branding can be accurately represented on that garment and so with with t-shirts it's pretty much everything can be represented be it through a print or an embroidery but with something that's knitted like socks and scarves and what have you there are often compromises that need to be made just because of the, the process involved. A knitted stitch, as you're aware, is quite angular. Yep. And so you can't always get a perfect curve or something like that. So they're just things that need to be borne in mind. We also go through a process of making sure that we can match the brand colours perfectly. And so very often we find that we have to dye fabric or dye yarn to match. And that's something that's absolutely possible very often we are able to match from our stock colours and stock yarns, but um, if we can't, then we will dye fabric and yarns to match. So we go through a, a, the branding piece. We make sure that we can represent the branding accurately on the product. And we talk about who it's going to be for, what kind of retail price they want, because that helps us then understand where we need to be pitching in terms of quality of product. Whatever product we supply, if it's bespoke, we always test. We always do garment testing. We've got our own manual and we use an organisation, an international organisation called SGS, who have got a laboratory in, in Leicester and um, we get our testing done there. What does testing, uh, I'm, I'm curious, uh, Sam, what testing actually testing consists so, of? Um, so we will test, so for socks, we will do um, a fabric composition test so that we'll know exactly what the fabric composition of the sock is and we want to get that absolutely right so it's correct on the label right mm-hmm. we'll um, do an abrasion test so how um, strong the fabric is i.e when you're wearing that sock is it going to get holes in it very quickly on the heels we don't want that to happen so we do abrasion tests we will do a, a dimensional stability test um, which will see if the sock shrinks too much mm-hmm. and there are we have requirements that that sock has to pass that test and if it doesn't then we go back to production and we we tweak things until it passes the test so they're really important things and presumably you're testing first color fast i'm not sure quite what the right technical yeah, phrase is for that but yeah, yeah, yeah you're right absolutely color fastness as well so it doesn't fade too much and also importantly we make sure that all of our factories have got okie tech certificates which basically means that the yarn or the fabric they're, they're supplying doesn't contain any nasties in terms right. of products, dyes, chemicals that should not be used. Yep. Because they've got an Okitex certificate, they've been audited independently by Okitex themselves. So we feel very secure that the product will be delivered safely. Nice. Um, so yes, so we do testing and we do t- and we test everything. And we also, um, the price that we, we give also includes a full QC process. So someone will go in, um, an independent QC, and we will do what we call an AQL 2.5. So two and a half percent of the total shipment is QC'd. And that gives the, the buyer additional security 
as well that you know they're not going to get any returns let's talk about why prospective customers should be engaging with the cotton textile company what differentiates you from the competition we feel really passionate about working with people rather than for people we we definitely see our business as a partnership with our customers and obviously Mm -hmm. you know there's a supplier customer relationship and there are boundaries around that but what we really want to do is partner with people and we especially brand new brands we've seen a lot through this whole lockdown period of, of new businesses coming up and saying never done this before need your help got no experience and that could be the case with obviously with a with a brewer or a tap room their core product is 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 beer and not socks and and t-shirts and what have you and so it's really important that they feel that they can trust us to work do our best for them and so we very much want to partner with people and hold their hand along the way and deliver something that they are going to be proud of and that we're going to be proud of and that's going to then help them think actually I want to do more of this this really worked I've got enough profit from those socks to be able to now buy t-shirts for my staff or, or, or whatever kind of decision making process they go through and customer service for us goes a huge way towards um, gaining that trust our communication is excellent we are always on the phone we prefer to do the phone than email because it seems much more personal obviously we do send emails too and you know we're responsive and we're honest and you know we ordered some t-shirts from bit a few weeks ago for for this week in craft beer and i've been dealing with richard for for some time now and and really both richard and pip were an absolute pleasure to deal with and so i can absolutely give you my personal experience which is you guys are great to deal with very very quick to respond and and just just an absolute pleasure so oh thank you that's that's (laughs) good to know thank you i should pass that feedback on the other important thing as well is that you've got to have the right product Mm -hmm. and so we do my part of my job is to go out to the factories up until this year i would go twice a year to turkey to see our partners there and once or twice a year to austria to our Mm -hmm. partners there and the same to germany as well because they need to see their customers i need to see our suppliers we need to make sure that everything that they say they're doing in terms of social ethical environmental compliance is is what they say they're doing so i can see that with my own eyes right we want to see any new developments that are coming through any new i don't know any new yarns new fabrics new printing techniques whatever it is and then we've got things that are maybe slightly different that we can talk to our customers about so when they're ready to move on to the next stage of their investment then maybe there's something a little bit different out there that they might want to go for and having good relationships with your suppliers does mean that when somebody says oh my god we've got a massive event and we've been let down and can you help us we can go to our suppliers or our partners and say got a really fast turnaround here are you able to support that and nine times out of ten they'll say yes nice because it works for everyone right the way through the supply chain everyone helps everyone then you get going back to what i said earlier trust improves and relationships get stronger and you retain that business definitely so what's new what's changed in the last six to 12 months and how's that starting to filter through for your customers well to be fair i did see some great things at the beginning of this year i was in turkey in um, the very beginning of march the clothing factory i went to visit had some really fabulous printing techniques which are very hard to describe this needs to be visual really this conversation <laughs> but embossed logos so if you've got a, a flat t-shirt for instance a, a white t-shirt and then you could have an embossed 
paint on the front right with the logo on it so it kind of looks a bit 3d okay. really looks fabulous and, and with also with some kind of uh, print technique on it which kind of created a bobbly effect and and that would be brilliant as like the, the froth on the top of a yeah. pint yeah yeah so um so that was one thing i saw which i just thought oh, that would be great to kind of talk to breweries about that because it was it lended itself perfectly to a pint and once um, i can get back out there and get some some proper samples done then you know that'd be great to bring back obviously there's a lot of talk about different and more sustainable fabrics we do like to use a lot of bamboo bamboo is a great product to use in socks and in t-shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and what have you it's got some antibacterial properties to it um so it's quite good for your skin it's incredibly soft but from an environmental perspective it grows like bilio so you cut it yeah. down and you can almost watch it grow again <laughs> so that, and it needs less water than cotton as well so in that respect oh, it's, wow. okay. it's much better That's pretty for the environment. Then, yeah yeah so we make a lot of socks out of bamboo um and we also make quite a lot of bespoke clothing out of bamboo as well and then there's other conversations around um, recycled polyester and using those recycled yarns. We recently made some blankets actually for Martin Miller gin. Yep. And they wanted, it was a great combo actually, cushions and blankets, which were used for their outdoor seating areas. Oh yeah. They yeah. distributed them out. So for people sitting outside, you know, under the heaters and what have you, if they got cold, they could they had a blanket to put around them nice. as well. Yeah, brand that was, good. That's, yeah. You know, that wasn't really for that wasn't for staff or for the public. That was actually for use in establishments and um they were lovely. Really I wanted one myself actually. They had a quite nice lot of wool in them and they were really <laughs> lovely to to kind of wrap yourself in. Great blankets. So yeah, so I think it's an interesting conversation of the innovation side of things. Um, and, and this year, for me, I haven't been able to see a huge amount, but hopefully next year, you know, we're back out there visiting the factories and come back with some more good ideas. Definitely. And I think you'll find that craft breweries particularly will be quite receptive to the idea of working with sustainable materials. As businesses, they tend to have more of an environmental sort of conscience than their, their larger colleagues in the industry let's say so so hopefully yeah. you'll find a really receptive audience to using materials like bamboo for, for t-shirts and socks yeah, yeah i hope so sam i understand that we've talked about traditional merchandise as you might uh, expect but i do know that uh, the cotton textile company is also able to provide branded face coverings which is obviously very relevant to, to the current situation can you talk a little bit about that yeah sure of course so in march we got a, a message from our manufacturing partner in uh, Austria who uh, make our jacquard woven bar towels to say right. um, and that's not all they make they they make towels for the hotel industry and and what have you the travel industry and obviously their business fell off a cliff overnight and they started to repurpose well, they repurposed their looms and they were making 100% cotton uh, face coverings nice. we thought oh okay well, that's interesting and then we got an inquiry from a, a huge international organization that bought a lot of these face coverings and then we got quite a few inquiries um, for cotton face coverings and we thought well if there's um if there's a market out there for them and people are asking for them then maybe we should see what we could do in terms of branded ones because initially we were talking about completely plain ones right and our partner said yeah we can do a jacquard woven face covering so we can put designs onto face coverings and so We've got, if, if you have a look at our website, we've got some pictures on there of various 
designs that have been woven into woven into a face covering you can weave your logo two colors and you can have a, a face covering which either has elastic ear straps or cotton ties depending on what your preference is Sam, we're heading into Christmas now. So do you have anything, you know, we spoke a little bit earlier about socks for Father's Day, but do you have any equivalent for, for Christmas that, that people could start to think about? Absolutely, we do, of course, yeah. So people start looking at the product they've got and thinking about how they can package it differently. And so sometimes they do gift sets. So they might do a pair of socks or a couple of pairs of socks so, and, a, and, a, and a hoodie with you know a couple of bottles of beer or however they want to package it. So that's one idea of how you can nice. yeah. you know, yeah. use your existing product slightly differently. We're talking to a couple of breweries at the moment about Christmas jumpers. Oh, great. Yeah, people, people really like the Christmas jumper thing. And so this is the, about the right time to do that as well because we're you know, in September developing a new product it does take time and and as i hope i've made clear we're very much focused on quality so we want to make sure that we get it right and we don't rush anything and so so yeah we we have an option to make a christmas jumper which is a, a wool rich option or an acrylic option if your budget isn't quite up to to the wool option right. and there are great different kind of products that you can put in your shop which is very seasonal and people will buy because they're great presents to have so for, for seasonal things and obviously colder time of year scarves beanies gloves again now's the time to start talking to us about those so we can get them in and into your warehouse or into your shop in time for when those sales are important definitely excellent so if a brewery or another business for that matter is interested in getting into contact with the cotton textile company sam how would you recommend that they do that so Pip Morrison tends to look after our breweries. She is contactable by email, pip at thecottontextilecompany.co.uk. Okay. Sadly, has to be spelled out in full. <laughs> so it's a bit of a long one. Or people can contact me, Sam at, and the same email address there. But equally, just go to our website. All of our contact information yeah. is on mm -hmm. there as well. Yeah. Telephone number. And we'd be very, very happy to help and um, develop any product ideas that you've got or just to talk through how we can help. Start off as very small conversations and people are like, okay, thanks. They go away, they have a think. Sometimes we don't hear from them again for six months. But if you do a good job, which we do from the outset, then those conversations will come back. Sounds great. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. As I mentioned a bit earlier, I've, from personal experience, found your business uh, an absolute delight to deal with. So Thank I can you. wholeheartedly recommend you. Thank you very much indeed. There'll be a new episode of So You Want to Build a Brewery every Friday morning. Coming up in the next few weeks, we have interviews with some of the most innovative suppliers to the UK craft beer industry. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you receive each episode automatically into your podcast feed every week. More information about all our podcasts can be found in our weekly email newsletter. In order to subscribe, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer.